Alright creatures of the night, welcome to episode 126 of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, and I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. And I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my fellow creature of the night, Mr. Travis White. And Travis, are you ready for a tag team match, player? No, I'm ready. It's a tag team match and the Undertaker's in it. I'm ready. Teddy Long is ready. Are you ready? It's the Teddy Long special here tonight as we cover No Way Out 2007, a speed bump on the road to WrestleMania 23, a pay-per-view and a main event when you look back on it that, quite frankly, is pretty doggone meaningless. But it's important (laughs) to us because it is another chapter in our journey through every pay-per-view match in The Undertaker's career. So we're going to tell the story of it. We're going to explore it. We're going to see if it's worth your time to go back and watch here now 13 years later as we enter the year of our Lord, 2020. Unbelievable, man. Uh, But yeah, another journey for us as we keep rolling, rolling, rolling on to The Undertaker's last ride. Whatever that may be. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that may be. Well, luckily, this best match we're covering today is once in a lifetime so it's really big really big to do that you know it's never going to happen again so we're excited to cover it because you guys will never hear us cover anything like this ever again on the podcast right of course not this man said it so it must be true (laughs) you never would see this match again besides this pay-per-view that's why it's worth paying uh 40 dollars for i mean of course exactly exactly So we'll explore that. It's going to be a a fun year, the year 2007 in the year of The Undertaker. We covered an epic Royal Rumble. We appreciate you guys listening. We had some good numbers for that episode and some good feedback from you guys. And we'll share some of that feedback towards the end uh, from last week's episode. Uh, And then we got WrestleMania coming up next week. Backlash the week after that. Some great matches. Uh, really exciting uh, year and an exciting few years for the Undertaker. Some really, mm-hmm. really fun matches to explore after a few crappy years for sure. Uh, and this one, man, this is one I had never seen before until we did it for the show here. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this. I, I was telling you before we started recording, I actually think I have this on DVD and still shrink wrapped in my garage but i can't get to it because my wife's had everything piled on top of my box but anyway i picked it up like at walmart for like five bucks like maybe eight or nine years ago it was like a two-pack because um, i remember seeing the cover um and having this cover so i'll try to dig it out one day and see if i have it down there once she finally moves our crap around so but anywho that goes to say i still have never seen it because i uh, still have the shrink wrap on it so. still in the shrink yeah <laughs> exactly Well, as we said there at the top, this is the year 2020 now. This would be the third year, technically, that we've been doing our podcast. Or Mm -hmm. or fourth, I guess. Yeah, we started in 17. 17. That is wild, man. August of 17. (laughs) We've thrown our life away for four years. But (laughs) (laughs) we don't know if The Undertaker might compete in the year 2020. Uh, Of course, we'll talk about it if he does. But 
One guy uh, who is done competing that uh, I, Travis, uh, we wanted to mention here just briefly, uh, is a guy by the name of Jushin Thunder Liger, an absolute legend, one of our mm-hmm. all-time favorites. Uh, I know you mentioned you wanted to pay your respects to him here at the beginning of the show. He's not dead, but just pay your respects right. to his career as uh, he just wrapped things up here at Wrestle Kingdom uh, a couple nights ago in Japan. So uh, I'll let you have the floor, man. Yeah, I just wanted to say something. It has nothing to do with Taker, but, you know, we do cover, you know, the state of the wrestling business and stuff that, uh, you know, goes on. We, we mention the current day stuff every now and then. So, yeah, I just wanted to put over Liger and just um, probably one of the – arguably one of the best junior heavyweights, cruiserweights there ever was. You know, a lot of guys – he invented the shooting star press, for those of you who don't know. Um, he was the first to do that. He invented the Super J Cup, if you keep up with um, New Japan or anything like that, which is where – Guys like Chris Jericho and Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and so got their start over in Japan. So stuff like that. Um, just really cool. He's been he's wrestled everywhere. I mean, remember he was on Takeover wrestling Tyler Breeze a few years ago. Like that was awesome. That's his first like WWE match, I think. So first it was just only WWE yeah. adjacent match. Yeah. Yeah, and he had. Uh, I think last year was the only year he didn't have a match like every month. For like his whole decade, his whole career, so it was weird. Like so, something happened last year, he didn't have a match like for part of it. But anyway, um, yeah, I just want to put him over because guys like uh, X Pac, who we talk extensively about on this show, got to start because of this guy right here. So it just it's really cool to see his career come to a to an end. And you know, it's had been like thirty something years. So he's a uh, we could you know, and over in Japan they might do you know talking lager or something like that. So <laughs> the talking lager podcast. But anyway, you know, it's he's the equivalent of like a taker over in Japan, honestly. Just his the way he's wrestled everybody through three or four g- generations, and um, just he's always been there. So I just want to put him over. Yeah, I was just thinking that as you were saying it right there, because I, I mean, you you know Japanese wrestling, I think a little bit more than I do. And yeah, I used to have like stuff. the Super J Cup tapes and stuff, like yeah, and watch a lot of his stuff. So so I was gonna say, like, would you say? I mean, just just for me looking at him, I would you'd think Liger is almost like a Japanese version of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's been with the same company or how all that shakes out right. in Japan, but yeah, just that that mythos about him mm-hmm. and the legendary character, you know, it, never breaking character or kayfabe nope. or anything like that. Never saw his face. He never yeah. took his mask off ever. And, you know, <laughs> he's somebody who I've you know I've seen a handful of his matches. Um, all the stuff in WCW and and a few Japanese matches and all that sort of stuff. But he always uh, fascinated me with his look, uh, but you know, his performance as well. Uh, I remember him as a creator wrestler and one of my uh, SmackDown games uh, who I used all the time. I love making him on there. Yeah. And I did get to see him live at uh, ring of honor here in Atlanta, I guess, Oh Man, yeah, three or four years ago, he faced the yeah. Dalton Castle of all people, and like, holy crap! You know, it was not. It was like an eight-minute match, and uh, he lost <laughs> to Dalton Castle. But uh, you know, I I bought my ticket for that show because I saw Jushin Liger was going to be there, and I wanted to see Jushin Liger compete uh, in person. And so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not uh, not an epic match, not one of his top one hundred matches ever, or anything like that. Right. It was cool and got to, you know, touch his shoulder as he walked down the aisle. And uh, that was a very special, very cool experience. I'm glad I was able to do that. And yeah, man, it's a it's a shame he never got to do more in WWE. But um, right. ultimately, it doesn't really matter. Uh, he's he, It's not going to taint his legend at all. And uh, no. 
I think it'd be cool for WWE to honor him and invite him into the Hall of Fame. I don't know if they'd ever do that, but I think that'd be pretty cool. I bet they will one day. We'll see. But once Triple H takes over, he'll he'll give him spots. So. But uh, yeah, anyway, we just wanted to say that just real quick at the top of the show. So we can move on to take stuff now. But, you know, thanks, Liger, for all you've done for uh, the 30 or whatever, 30 plus years you've been wrestling. So we appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Uh, a match with Undertaker would have been something special. That, it would have been fantastic, a, man. It's on yeah. the dream list of coulda, woulda, shouldas. But yeah. Uh, we'll leave that one to our dreams, and uh, we'll get back to reality here and what really happened here as we pick things up. We'll take our time-traveling hearse back to January of 2007, where we last left off with that Royal Rumble, and we're going to get back into the swing of things. We've had kind of three different episodes with our watch-along episodes the past three weeks, uh, so we're going to get back into our normal methodology here. We're going to go through the build-up to No Way Out and then kind of do a play-by-play of that match and give our review of it here. So, Travis, why don't you take us back to the night after Royal Rumble 2007, Raw, January 29th, 2007, because this is obviously an interpromotional match, so we're going to get build-up with all the different brands here. Oh, yeah, lots of cross-pollination here. So, yeah, like you said, Raw 129-07, a night after, night after Royal Rumble. Shawn Michaels actually comes out to open the show, and he puts Taker over big. He says that, you know, last week he said that no mortal man can throw him out of the Royal Rumble, but... problem is, in the Royal Rumble, there were 29 mortal men and the Undertaker. So even just that is putting Taker over big, you know. That was a great um, line, yeah. It was great. I loved it. But he says that if Taker doesn't choose to face John Cena at WrestleMania, that he wants Cena. He thinks that he is to be first in line. And then Edge comes out and says that he's defeated Cena more than anyone, which I, I just wrote my notes. That's probably true up to this point. Like, <laughs> Cena didn't lose very much. Like, yeah. I bet Cena – I bet – if we go back and look at the stats, I bet the Edge has beaten him more than anybody like at this point in his career, man, honestly. Maybe him or Kurt Angle. I can't think of anybody else, like, honestly. But anyway, yeah. um, <clears throat> Edge also says he's undefeated at WrestleMania, just like Taker, So, which, again, a lot shorter of a um, career there, but still. And, and then he says that uh, he wants Cena there. And then, of course, his partner, Randy Orton, comes out and says that he hadn't had his turn. He wants John Cena at WrestleMania. Um, and then... Lo and behold, Vincent Mann comes out, and he decides to make a main event tonight between John Cena and Shawn Michaels tag teaming against Rated RKO for the WWE World Tag Team titles. So that's going to be the main event tonight. But before we get there, we have a little uh, guest on Raw this night, and politics aside, he was not a politician at the time, but it is the future president of the United States of America, Donald Trump. He interrupts the show, and... Uh, drops thousands of dollars. I'm pretty sure it was like, shoot, like oh, it was real thousands. Money. Yeah, real money down from the ceiling. And it wouldn't be for another two years that he actually, quote unquote, bought Raw and gave us a commercial free night and stuff. But this is where they plant the seeds for the uh, hair versus hair uh, battle of the billionaires match. So anyway, we just wanted to mention that. Again, what a world Paul- we live in that we can Ex- say that. <laughs> exactly. Future president of America. Is a Hall of Famer. Raw. Yeah. And <laughs> the, only, uh, the only uh, president who ever received a Stone Cold Stunner. So, <laughs> so far. <laughs> so far. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's true. So far. Put a little asterisk there. But anyway. Um, so we get the main event, and uh, it's HBK and Cena. They defeat Rated RKO to win the World Tag Team titles. I remember this match like it's yesterday. Um, 
And afterwards, Sean goes to look like he's about to give scene of the sweet chin music and they kind of face off in the ring and um, the lights go out and uh, the gong hits and Taker comes up in this epic entrance, man, like gangrel style brood yeah. style, like flames just billowing up around him. Like, like, I mean, like seven foot high flames, like, and he comes up in the middle of it and just kind of stares down Cena. Um, and Cena's bloody for some reason. I mean, he looks like he's seen a ghost. He's just kind of really selling it. And, um, and he stares down Cena and HBK and just a really cool visual as the show goes off the air. And JR says that takers made it clear. He's coming for John Cena's WWE title at WrestleMania. So, that's all it took for JR to be convinced. Oh, He's yeah. coming for Cena. Welcome to the announcers jumping to conclusions here for the next few weeks. Oh, yeah. But, dude, that was an awesome way to end the show. Oh, uh, yes. Great little cliffhanger, great visual there. And it's going to begin this tease over the next few shows over who is the Undertaker going to choose to face, which of the three champions is he going to face at WrestleMania. Yes, folks, three champions because, uh, you know, it's possible. The Undertaker could choose to go back to the land of extreme where he has journeyed and which we chronicled on our ECW special episode a couple weeks ago. And he does tease that again on January 30th, 2007. I forgot this even happened. I had to go. I was reading your notes for this week. I was like, oh, I need to go back and check this out. But uh, Bobby Lashley, the ECW champion at the time, is defending the title against our favorite wrestler of all time, the massive tool test in the main event. This is the third time in a week. He beat him on the Tuesday before <laughs> Royal Rumble. They wrestled at Royal Rumble as a count out, and now he's facing him again. So just saying. You can't get enough of Lashley <laughs> tested. <laughs> well, uh, Lashley picks up the dub yet again. Uh, but then the lights go out, the gong hits, and The Undertaker appears in the ring on ECW, man. Mm -hmm. uh, Mickey J, referee, he quickly bails out of the ring and scurries on out of there. And <laughs> best part of the whole thing. <laughs> it was the best part. That was the highlight. Uh, and T uh, Lashley and Taker are staring each other down. And Test, for some reason, decides he's going to shoot his shot on The Undertaker, brings a chair in the ring, goes to attack him, and, of course, Undertaker... Gives him a choke slam and sends him on out of there, uh, much like he did in their pay per view match. He's trying to get back to those corporate ministry days. Wow, deep cut. <laughs> uh, and then Undertaker keeps staring down Lashley and does the old discount double check, which you're going to see a lot of here. Yeah. Motions for that title belt around his waist. And again, Joey Styles and Taz like have an aneurysm here, thinking. <laughs> Oh, for sure, The Undertaker is going to face Bobby Lashley for the ECW title at WrestleMania. I can't believe what I'm seeing here. The Undertaker staring into well, the look, eyes. Look, 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 show, look. It's the championship. You saw it. What take the just with his hands? Well, apparently The Undertaker will not be challenging John Cena for the WWE Championship. It appears the Phenom will be challenging Bobby Lashley for the ECW World Title at WrestleMania. Oh my God! I can't even say that with a straight face. Like, there was <laughs> literally no one besides Joey Styles and Taz watching this at this point in time that thought The Undertaker was going to challenge for the ECW title at WrestleMania. Although it would have been cool. Uh, looking back, why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, well, but thank God it didn't happen oh, yeah. that way. But yeah, it could have. It could have. It could have, uh, theoretically. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's going to take us to SmackDown at the end of this week on Friday, uh, February 2nd, 2007. And um, really cool opening, just recapping the Royal Rumble and that classic ending between Sean and Taker. And we'll see a recap of Taker's involvement on Raw and ECW. And it's set to that Ladies and Gentlemen song by Saliva, which, again, we talk about good bands and good wrestling bands. Terrible band, terrible, suck, awful music, but really good WWE music, man, like really awesome. And dude, for me, just, I mean, it's just been, it was Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, so they got three nights of stuff they just spliced into this video. But it made it seem like it was months worth of stuff, and it just made it really epic, man, I loved it. And then, so, anyway, we'll we'll see more of that song, because that's one of the, uh, I believe that's one of the WrestleMania Mm-hmm. songs or something they always have like 14 different theme songs at this point but that's one of them but anyway um teddy long and batista meet up backstage and uh batista asked teddy if he's if the undertaker's made his mind up about who he's facing at wrestlemania and teddy's like i ain't heard anything player so you know he's just waiting for his phone to ring though <laughs> probably so, phone. Yep. <laughs> yeah he's waiting by the phone so but batista's like well i want to an answer tonight you know i need an answer tonight so um uh he says, with all due respect, I need to answer tonight. So um, later on, we're going to get Mr. Kennedy defeating Vito <laughs> in a match just because. And uh, he's going to beat him up after the match and complain to Teddy Long about losing to Batista at the Royal Rumble, which uh, we all know Teddy probably wasn't watching. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's probably not, watching. Not probably watching to see no evil. But um, <laughs> any, anyway, so Teddy books Kennedy versus Batista in a rematch next week and says, you know, if you beat Batista for the title, then uh, you can have Undertaker WrestleMania or whatever. So he's just trying to throw him a bone there. So anyway, later on, uh, Batista comes out to the main event segment because he wants to get an answer from Taker. So he says, all he's been hearing this week is, Batista, can you beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania? You can't do it. He's never been beaten at WrestleMania. So he's been challenged, and he says that he welcomes the challenge, and he gets he's just getting chills even just thinking about it. So he says, I don't know what Taker's going to do, but based on his actions this week, uh, I'm going to demand that he gives me an answer right now. So, of course, that brings out John Cena. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's at SmackDown for no reason. So he comes out uh, and he says that he's here for the same reason Batista is. He, it's been a heck of a week. He had a last man standing match, a tag team title win with HBK, almost got super kicked by Sean. Takers appear and call him out. He want, he knows Takers making his decision tonight, so he wants to know if it's going to be him. And he's got a lot to do to get ready for the biggest match of his career if it's going to be against Taker, which would have been true. Then that's going to bring uh, the gong uh, is going to hit, or the, the, uh, the what do we, what did we call it back in the day? Not the, the gong, the uh, a dong. Or no, <laughs> the gong, that'd be what? <laughs> anyway, yeah. The gong hits and the lights go out and Taker's going to make his way out and his full-on entrance and uh as he does michael cole is telling us that taker could choose either one of these guys in the ring or bobby lashley for the ecw <laughs> title just kind of throw that in there but um again lashley is not here yet so um so we get him coming out and uh taker gets in the ring and stares down john cena and again he does it like only taker can he just oh, makes yeah. you bite on everything he's doing he's just the nuances are just I can't, I can't uh, overstate them. But, and then he turns his gaze over to Batista, and then as he's kind of eyeing him, we're gonna get DX's music hit, and Shawn Michaels makes his way out. So, 
Um, I was kind of open for Xbox, but it was <laughs> Shawn Michaels. <laughs> anyway, he says that he wants an answer from Taker as well, and he's like, you know, I know I, you won the Royal Rumble, but did you really prove anything that night? You know, I thrive on competition, and I want to know who the better man is, and you didn't prove it that night. So he says um, he challenges Taker to put his WrestleMania main event shot on the line. So him and the dead man, one more time, one-on-one. So everybody wants get, a piece of Undertaker, man. Everybody wants a piece of Taker, man. So he's, uh, you know, the ball's in his court, basically. So Vincent Mann's music hits, no chance, comes on, and he comes out and walks to the ring as only Vincent Mann can. And uh, Michael Cole has probably the line of the whole build up here when he says, you know. Which I just thought was like Michael Gold shooting for like on Vince never being at SmackDown. Straight shoot, brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> straight shoot. So I love it, man. But um, Vince JB- doesn't work Tuesdays. No, exactly. But the funny thing is, when he gets in the ring, uh, JBL's like, "There are five world champions in the ring." <laughs> it's true because Vince was a champion back in '99. <laughs> So, oh. <laughs> just I love that man. His attention to detail. He's, he's about but, <laughs> to be another world champion too in a couple months. That's true. Very <laughs> true. Um, well, Vince says the Taker must make a decision. He doesn't care what HBK or the fans want. We're not going to see this one-on-one match. But what we are going to see is a once-in-a-lifetime match at No Way Out. It's going to be John Cena and Shawn Michaels versus Batista and the Undertaker. So what a freaking coincidence that all these guys just happen to be there and Vince just happens to come out to book that match. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's just great. It's serendipitous almost. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, so absolutely no stakes for this match. It's just going to be a match, um, which um, is cool for, like, the Raw before the last pay-per-view. You team up. That's always what you go to. But they're going to book this for the pay-per-view before the WrestleMania. So, um Anyway, that's the that's that's how we get the ball rolling here. So, and that's really the issue with all of this, man. It's there's nothing to this match. They're asking you to pay forty dollars for a tag team match on pay per view. No championship on the line, which okay, that's you don't have to have a championship on the line, but there's got to be something, man. There's got to well, be some reason for this. And my suggestion was, as I'm watching this, was why don't you make this winning team gets the main event slot at WrestleMania? That would have made it cool because technically, Taker won the Royal Rumble. He's supposed to main event WrestleMania, but he's not going to. It's going to be Sean and Cena. So, like, why not just play that into it and say, hey, the winner of this match gets the main event spot? It would have made sense, you know? I don't know. Maybe it makes too much sense. So something (laughs) on the line. Come up with some reason why this match needs to happen and and why these guys would even want to win. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they do what they can trying to hype it up and trying to get you excited. And the buildup's not that bad uh, overall, considering all that. But, yeah, it's just back then there was no reason for me to want to put my money down for this. And I can't imagine there was much reason for it. I didn't look at the buy rate, but I can't imagine it was that good here. It's just like a classic February we got a pay-per-view on the calendar before WrestleMania, so we got to put something on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't want to ruin our WrestleMania storyline, so yeah. there it is. Yeah, exactly. But 
We keep this going here uh, to February 5th, 2007, and I'm glad I get to talk about this one because this was yeah. on my 21st birthday, this episode yeah. of Monday Night Raw, <laughs> and I do vividly remember watching this at your apartment. Uh, oh, yeah. We went there after Young Life, uh, which was a ministry we were a part of, and uh, we were leaders in. Uh, I guess we were doing it with middle schoolers at, at that mm-hmm. point, so we did that and then rushed over to your apartment and got ready for Monday Night Raw. Uh, I also remember our buddy Ogden, who we talked about, who surprised us with a trip to Monday Night Raw a few months before this. He showed up uh, and watched Raw with us that night and uh, gave me a birthday present for my 21st birthday of a 40 of Budweiser. So, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> my uh, ministry leader gave me yes, a 40 exactly. of <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yes, that says uh, everything. Sat on my mantle in my apartment uh, until I moved, and then I think I threw it away, but... <laughs> He Which gave a me shame. a uh, like <laughs> a wait. tall boy of Schlitz malt liquor <laughs> two and a half months later <laughs> on a Monday, nonetheless. Oh, there you a go. very special Monday. Mm. I'll never forget that 21st uh, birthday. Yes, yes. Good match. Good match that night. Anyway. Well, I yeah. remember this opening of this episode of Raw, man. I'll never mm-hmm. forget it, dude. It's one of my favorite uh, segments. One of my favorite Undertaker segments and one of, probably one of my favorite segments in general here. Yeah. As the Undertaker's gong opens the show and he makes his way out. I keep the saying gong. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that would have been horrifying. Oh. <laughs> but I said. <laughs> Anyway. Well, he does make his way out and disrobe in the ring because it is business time, baby. He's getting straight to business because he's going to choose his WrestleMania opponent right here and right now. So, uh, Undertaker summons John Cena, the WWE champion, out. And he comes out, holds that title out right in front of Undertaker. And then Bob Lashley, the ECW champion, comes out. And... You sound like Rusev. He calls him Bob every week on Raw now. It's great. Sorry, I had to interrupt. That's his name. Bob. Robert yeah. Lashley. Grow um... <laughs> a mustache like Robert Rude. Oh, we I go like by that. Robert Lashley. I'd like that. That'd be great. Well, he holds um... up his ECW title in front of Taker. And then Batista <laughs> comes out. And, yeah. Well, Undertaker's trying not to laugh as Bobby Lashley right. holds that title up in front of his face. It's nice that they invited him out here. But uh, Batista's last man out. He holds up the World Heavyweight Championship. And so it's a great framing here in the ring. All three of the champions kind of stand in a line on one side of the ring. And Undertaker stands on the other side of them. And not a word is said through this whole segment, which is the best part of it. Exactly. No words are spoken. No microphones are held. This is a lot like Triple H and Undertaker did a segment like this uh, a Mm -hmm. few years later for their WrestleMania match. And I love that segment, too. Uh, And really, who else but The Undertaker is going to be able to get this across, man. But uh, he walks up to John Cena. He looks down at Cena's title and then stares him in the face. And he moves over to Lashley and does the same thing. And I remember us watching this just cracking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just at the oh, idea yeah. of Undertaker <laughs> picking Lashley. But oh, yeah. You know what? Undertaker sells it here. Sure. Uh, Undertaker moves over to Batista, moves down the line, does the same thing. And then just perfect timing here. He, he kind of walks back over to Cena 
and you think, oh, he's choosing Cena, and then does a double take, perfectly timed, does the throat slash right in front of Batista real quick, and signifies that Batista is going to be his WrestleMania opponent for the World Heavyweight Championship, and the crowd goes crazy. Man, this was this was awesome. That's what we wanted too, man. I, this is I remember being excited that that's what we're going to get, man, because it's really, just really cool, man. And like I said, he's the only one that could have pulled this off, man. It was awesome. Yeah, that was a fresh match. Uh, we'd seen Taker and Cena before. We hadn't seen Taker and Lashley, but didn't really want to see it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. at Mania. Taker and Batista was exciting. Maybe I like Great Balls of Fire 09. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shawn Michaels is excited to see it too because he immediately interrupts and wastes no time saying, All right, Undertaker's made his decision. <laughs> John Cena needs a WrestleMania opponent. I'm calling dibs on that. Uh, so (laughs) that's how you get it, dude. Uh, well, Randy Orton interrupts and says, no, no, no. He wants to face him at mania edge interrupts again. He's uh, saying the same thing. So this is just like the past few or or, or last week on raw, all the same stuff. And just like last week, Vincent man comes out again. He, uh, is very nice to point out that, no one's challenging Bobby Lashley here tonight, so obviously he must be the most intimidating champion of all. And the crowd actually boos. Yeah. <laughs> even trying to get that over that load of crowd. You know what's weird is like that match could actually happen nowadays. You can't. You're not going to have Sean. Sean's retired. Cena is in Hollywood. Like he didn't even wrestle last year, and Batista's retired. You could actually have Bob Lashley and Taker. In twenty twenty. That's nuts. Say no to it. <laughs> That's yeah, nuts. Why not? <laughs> it's crazy though. Like out of all crazy. that talent. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's the end of Bobby Lashley though for this though, because uh Vince yeah. basically says, uh, we're gonna find out who Cena's gonna face tonight, because Orton, Edge, and HBK are gonna have a big triple threat match. And so while all this is going on, I, I condensed it a lot, but there's a lot of talking and entrances and mm-hmm. everybody doing this, probably ten minutes worth of stuff. All these guys are still in the ring, including Undertaker and Batista. And you don't really see it because you're not really paying attention to it. But right. the whole time, Undertaker is just staring a hole through Batista. Yeah. Not moving while all this nonsense with the Raw guys is going on. And so after all this talk, after Vince McMahon makes that match, all the Raw guys and Bobby Lashley, they all leave the ring. And Batista is watching him leave, and Undertaker is still just staring at Batista. And Jerry Lawler actually mentions it on commentary. He says, you know, JR, this whole time Undertaker has not taken his eyes off Batista. Yeah. And so uh, Batista starts to leave, but then he realizes Undertaker's staring at him and turns back around, and he holds that world title up in Undertaker's face, and Undertaker goozles him and chokeslams him and does that belt motion around his waist again. And, dude... What a way to start this build to WrestleMania. This was, oh, the best. It was so good, man. It was so awesome. And it had me excited again. Just, again, we've covered some stinkers the last few calendar years of his career here. And so this was just consistently good stuff right here, man. Just ever since Royal Rumble. I just really was digging digging back into the stuff. And I just remember at the time, 13 years ago, just really digging it, you know. It's and awesome. Just that I can't put over enough the simplicity. Of yes. Not saying any words. Yes. Letting the motions, letting the facial reactions, letting all that tell the story. Mm-hmm. So, so. Perfect. Less is more sometimes. Sometimes less is more. 
And it was so much more here. And then oh, just yeah. one little move, choke slam. That's it. That's it. Uh, well, another great segment on this episode of Raw is this is the night. Golly, <laughs> I'm glad you had to say something about this. Because oh, if you didn't, I was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. This is the night where Ric Flair just eviscerates Carlito <laughs> backstage in a shoot. bit of a shoot promo. <laughs> yeah. Choose Carlito out for not caring about the business. Man, if you've ever seen this promo, oh. it's worth going back and finding. You're a lazy, underachieving son of a bitch. Lucky to be walking the hall of this building. Lucky to be on the raw roster. Lucky to be here at all. You're really pissing me off right now. Uh, I remember us just being, our jaws on the floor when we watched <laughs> yeah. it. Like, was that for real? Did he really just say that? Yeah. You know, I talked to uh, WrestleMan 92, or Royal Rumble 92 episode that I said that, you know, that with a tear in my eye is probably his best promo in WWF up to that point. Well... Right here, he's right a strong contender for that because he just, like you said, he just rips Carlito a new one. I mean, like on live television, I don't know how much is scripted or how much is not, but I don't even care because it is insane to watch. It was uh, awkward, <laughs> uh, but in the best way. Yeah. Uh, later on, uh, massive tool Todd Grisham is uh, oh. going to interview Batista backstage uh, about you know the incidents earlier in the ring and. Batista, you know, he's like cool as a cucumber. He says, yeah. no problem, man. Uh, I'm not intimidated. He's That's his whole style at this time. He's very mm-hmm. just cool, relaxed, cool guy, coolest guy in the room. But he makes a clear point to say, Payback's a bitch. So, remember that. Uh, even though he says he doesn't have a problem teaming with Undertaker at No Way Out. So, Main event time, uh, real quick. Edge, HBK, Orton is the main event. It's a good match. HBK picks up the win, so that we've got our two WrestleMania main events set up officially. HBK versus Cena, and then obviously Batista and Undertaker. And so after the match, Batista comes out, and then Undertaker does that brood entrance again, yeah. coming up through the flames and the side of the, uh, of the stage. And he and Batista stare each other down at the top of the aisleway. And then they turn their gazes to Cena and HBK, who are standing across uh, from them in the ring. And so these two unlikely tag teams stare each other down as Cena's music starts playing, even though he didn't do anything tonight. (laughs) Right. Sean (laughs) won the match. (laughs) uh, The show ends. So now we know uh, we're looking at our No Way Out main event and our two WrestleMania main events coming together here. Yep. There you go. And that's going to take us into SmackDown of... uh... February 9th, 07, and Taker's going to open the show, actually, with his new favorite punch and bag, The Miz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is great. Did so. you ever think we'd talk about The Miz as much as we have? No, I did not, man. But again, like, I reiterate, he's been there forever. Like It's just crazy like, how long he's been there. But anyway, um, we get to see a recap from last month and the, the whole Beat the Clock Challenge and how Miz said he took Taker to the <laughs> limit, which I just... It's so funny to me still. Like, I don't know. But I appreciate but, um, that they brought that up because that was yeah, like three me weeks ago. They didn't have to I know. do that. I know. And Miz is great here just selling like he's terrified. And JBL, of course, is just ragging on him and just putting him down the whole match, which I always love. And Taker uh, is pretty much decimates him and squashes him about three minutes and choke slams him and tombstones him. And then he goes to just put an exclamation point on this beatdown and clears off the announce table and just 
completely unprovoked, gives the Miz a last ride to the announce table just to show how he really feels about this young blue chipper. Gotta pay your dues, kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no reason. Ben Wag kicks you out of the locker room and Taker just last rides you through the announce table. No reason. So. But he's married to Maurice and has two children, so yeah, with her. So he's got some last- Although Taker's got to show me cool as his wife. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Both their wives are like the same era of diva. <laughs> like, that is that's weird. weird. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's weird. But um, anyway, we're gonna get Mr. Kennedy versus um, Batista again. Like I mentioned from uh, last week, Kennedy says everyone's talking about Taker versus Batista at WrestleMania, but he's gonna defeat Batista tonight, become the world champion, champion, champion. Excuse me, and uh, can't even speak. I'm so dumbfounded by this idiot. And uh, he's gonna main event against uh, Taker. So. Of course, Batista successfully defeats him, thank God. And um, as Batista celebrates, uh, Undertaker's music hits, and he appears at the top of the ramp. And he comes out of, if you guys remember, Rey Mysterio's little launch pad area where he shot up. He comes out of that area. He does not shoot into the air. That would have been neat. Been but awesome. uh, Yeah, he raises up really slowly out of there. But So that's his new, his new gig is coming up out of the set. So he and Batista have a stare down, and... The announcers talk about how you know they're gonna have to team up in a few weeks at No Way Out and then fight each other at WrestleMania. So again, just kind of setting this the seeds there some more. So yeah, so that takes us to the week of the show, the two go home shows, Raw and SmackDown here, Raw February fifteenth, two thousand seven, and this is actually a Thursday night Raw. Raw. Is it Thursday Raw Thursday? Thursday Raw Thursday, <laughs> and man. I did not remember this still going on, but this was actually no. preempted because of the old Westminster Dog Show, dude. I, this has got to be one of the last years this ever happened. Well, is that yeah, that's the thing is, I was looking at the date. I was like, that's not seven days after last week. I was like, why the heck was it preempted? And I just assumed it must have been that, but I did not remember it happening in 07. That's yeah, crazy. I, yeah, it's um, pretty weird to think about, man. That used to yeah. be the worst night of the year but when you were oh, like, I hated kid it. Attitude up. era, yeah. <laughs> Because you, I would never remember. I turn on Raw. I was like, "What is this crap?" Yeah, <laughs> puppies. No, not the right kind of puppies in the Attitude Era. I mean, at least you had Nitro, but like the first couple yeah. of years, you had nothing, man. Mm-hmm. Two weeks with no Raw, or with the U.S. Open, or whatever they had going on. Oh, the worst nights of the year. But uh, anyway, uh, they make up for it because they got a stacked eight-man tag in the main event. Man, listen to this lineup. Cena, Undertaker, Batista, and HBK versus Orton, Edge, Kennedy, and MVP. Man, what a man that is. Two of those things are not like the other, but well, man, that's great. But at the time, I mean, that big was, for the time. Oh, yeah, at the time it was. And again, this is, um, there's Triple H is out hurt. Austin's retired. Rock is gone. You know, um, McFoley's gone. So I mean, these are your biggest names there. So, sure. and they're they're really making Cena and Orton and Edge and Batista. I mean, they're main eventers at this point, you know. So, really, is your cream of the crop right there? Those top eight guys. So, G- giving the new guys the rub. And, mm-hmm. uh, they get some promo time earlier in the show, some backstage segments. None of it involves Undertaker, but 
you know, uh, MVP and Kennedy talked to Rated RKO and Edge is trying to hype them up, uh, welcoming them to the A show, all this sort of stuff. Um, yeah. They don't really play into anything, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this <laughs> all these guys, their entrances take up a whole segment alone. Yeah. Eight guys all get their own separate entrance. So uh, then we come back from that, and this match takes up pretty much the last 30 minutes of Raw. It's a it's a fun match, man. It's, it's worth checking out if you've never seen it before. It's sure. Classic eight-man tag, just sort of house show style. Um, everybody hitting their finishers, lots of hot tags, all that sort of stuff. And our tag team specialist, The Undertaker, gets one of his signature hot tags, runs wild like only he can on all the heels. And then, uh, let me see if I can explain all, how this whole finish goes down. It, it's kind of out of control, but yeah. Sean goes for, uh, he actually hits a blind tag on Undertaker, then hits an elbow drop on Randy Orton, then everybody ends up in the ring brawling after that. Uh, Sean goes for a sweet chin music on Orton, but Orton ducks, and so HBK nearly hits it on Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker gets upset, and so he catches Sean's foot and goes for a choke slam on him. Uh, but MVP runs in, and so Taker turns uh, his attention on him. And then there's some more miscommunication goes on that leads to Sean shoving Undertaker out of the ring. Uh, but then Sean hits a sweet chin music on Orton to end up getting the pin. And so Undertaker, he's upset with Shawn Michaels, so he comes back in the ring and gives him a choke slam. Uh, John Cena comes in for the save, but then Batista hits the Batista bomb on Cena. So the SmackDown guys, Batista and Undertaker, are standing tall here at the end of this episode of Raw over their opponents for No Way Out. Uh, so it's one of those classic WWE things where it's just boom, yeah. boom, 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 all this stuff. Uh, so it's hard to explain, but that's the gist of it is uh, Batista yeah. and Taker stand tall. Yeah, and this little like inside time they call it stacking your finishers at the end of the night. They stack, one guy does it, the one guy does it, and it's just you stack the finishers on top, high spot, high spot, high spot. It's awesome. And yeah, these big eight man tags. This is one thing for all the crap people give WWE. You cannot say they do eight man and six man tags wrong. They they have that down to a T. And it's just fun, just fun house show stuff, man. It's great. But anyway, that's gonna bring us to the go home show for No Way Out. This is SmackDown the next night, so February sixteenth. 2007 um we see a graphic telling us we're going to get john cena and hbk versus mvp and kennedy tonight and taker and batista versus rated rko so just splitting that match in half for monday so again it's just it's easy booking some people call it lazy i say no you're just coasting into wrestlemania so it's it's to my opinion it's good booking you're doing all these tag matches so you guys can rest up and not have to work as you're working half as hard basically in a tag match and you don't have to take all these extra bumps and get hurt before WrestleMania. So I think it's a safe way to book before Mania, but some people would crap on it. So yeah, whatever. We'll talk about it more next week on next week's bill because I really noticed yeah. it during that. But my only complaint is that it's a lot of wrestling, which sounds weird to say, but there's just not a lot of, you know, some of the classic Undertaker stuff that we talk about on this show, like mind yeah. games and psychological stuff and promos and caskets and smoke and all that sort of stuff which you know you don't always want to have too much of that but i just i wish for this and then for the wrestlemania build too i wish there was more of a balance because sure all the storytelling it's just i mean i love wrestling and it's a wrestling show but it's almost too much wrestling too much in-ring stuff here and not enough character development and promos and like angles you know what i mean oh yeah because well that's one thing with taker is that we usually see the opposite of that right. we usually see them not touching at all 
they're not wrestling at all. It's just all of that stuff. And then you want to see them get in the ring finally. But yeah, this is like the opposite looking style. But um, luckily you got four great guys here who yep. were, you know, talking about that are pros. But anyway, on this Raw or SmackDown, excuse me, backstage, John Cena, um, you know, promises to have Sean's back tonight and on Sunday. And Sean guarantees he'll have his back because he doesn't want anything to happen to him on the way to Mania. Um, Cena and HBK went after an FU on MVP. It was still called the FU back then, by the way. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, so uh, the non-PG era. So they win that match, you know, get some steam going into No Way Out. Rated RKO talk about their match against Batista and Taker and how they're going to make them turn on each other. That's their goal is to have them, the, the tag team partners, turn on each other. So we get to that match later on, Rated RKO versus Taker and Batista. And it's the main event. And Taker and Batista work really well together. And Taker gets the hot tag and goes nuts on the heels like he like he knows how to do. And um, the uh, ref gets bumped somewhere in here. And Orton nails Taker in the head with a chair. And a new ref slides in and Taker kicks out and... Batista gets a tag, or, and he just comes in and cleans house and hits a Batista bomb on on Orton. But as he's hitting it, Edge actually bounces off the ropes and spears him, uh, which is really cool. I'll, I'll, it was a cool visual to see that and see Rated RKO on the same page. But And then Taker's going to hit a choke slam and a tombstone on Edge. So he's been finishing guys off with both of those recently, mm-hmm. just not one, just choke slam and then tombstone. He's going to pin Edge. So, you know, Orton took the pinfall on Monday, I think, and then – Edge takes the pinfall here, but um, after this, it's going to be basically a reverse of Monday or of Thursday night. Raw, uh, Michaels and Cena are going to run in, hit sweet chin music on Undertaker and uh, Fu on Batista, and the Raw guys are standing tall over the SmackDown guys going into No Way Out. So um, it's kind of cool. I was, I mean, I, it had me hyped to see this match, but again, I wish there were stakes for it because um, it's just a meaningless tag match, you know. So. Yep, that's the problem, man. Uh, 13 years later, I'm excited to see it because I know it's going to sure. be a cool match with these four guys, and I don't have to pay $40 for it. But back in 2007, yeah. there's no way uh, I'm spending this money a month before WrestleMania. I'm just saving up no. to order WrestleMania and order a couple more pizzas. I'm putting that money away. There's no need to see this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, I'm saying that money's going to go for Chinese food at WrestleMania <laughs> at our apartment. So, so Yeah, absolutely. Well, that takes us to February 18th, 2007, from the home of many a WWE pay-per-view, yeah. the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. It's going to hold a lot more important pay-per-views uh, in the years to come after this, but they get this one here. Uh, complete afterthought on the road to WrestleMania, and as we mentioned, neither one of us had ever seen this show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is Sort of an important show, though, because it is the final brand-exclusive pay-per-view from that original <laughs> brand yeah. split. Uh, yeah, say that, quote-unquote, <laughs> right. here, because it's a co-branded main event. There's also an ECW title match on this show. There's Raw and SmackDown Divas on this show, but <laughs> yeah. it's technically a SmackDown pay-per-view. Uh, and then we'll get WrestleMania, and then Backlash uh, in April will be the first uh, non-major pay-per-view where they've got all the brands back together again yeah. up until, what, 2016? Was that when they did yeah. the next brand split? them back up in that? 16, yep. yeah. So. so, yeah, there you go. That experiment over for the time being. And, you know, it sums it up perfectly here because <laughs> it's a SmackDown pay-per-view, but there's Raw and SmackDown and ECW guys all over it. So that was kind of why the brand split yeah. didn't work in a lot of ways here. But Yeah, so like you said, 
ECW title match is Kennedy and Lashley. Like, how does that even happen? <laughs> but, but anyway, Kennedy is still getting title matches left and right. But anyway, the show opens with a highlight video only highlighting the main event. This is the only match that highlights it. is the main event. And again, uh, it's just a speed bump on the road to WrestleMania. And JBL and Cole are going to be on commentary because, again, technically, it's a SmackDown pay-per-view. Right. But Michael Cole has lost his voice. When, when the show opens, his voice is already gone. Like, he, I don't know if he was backstage viewing the bikinis for the thing later on or what, but his voice is gone. And, I mean, so basically when we get to our main event, we're getting like a half hour of JBL talking, basically. Yeah. So, which, um, but this also, man, I don't know if you watched much of this show except for, what we saw, I mean, we had there's lots of backstage interviews and stuff, but this is basically just an extended episode of SmackDown. It really mm-hmm. is. Like, there's backstage segments, there's an in ring segment with a diva talent contest that <laughs> I'm not going to recommend it or anything, but I'm just going to say if you like Fully Loaded 98, No it's Way Out 2007 is reminiscent of that. Uh, just the same thing, basically. <laughs> so, anyway, that's all I'm saying. But yeah, just a weird like night because I mean. I'll let you talk about some of the backstage segments. They don't really mean too much, but it's just, it's just what we get throughout the whole night. It's just a lot. Yeah, we get promos from uh, everybody but Undertaker. Cena, Michaels, yeah. Batista, all cut promos, and you know, which I appreciate that they don't really they don't really do that anymore. Promos during the pay per view, and that's sure. one of my favorite things when you go back and watch pay per views from the '80s and early '90s. Is hearing Hogan and Warriors, yeah. and Savages promos like during the show. Uh, just yep. get you hyped up even more through it. Uh, and these are not to that level, but I appreciate the gesture of it. Uh, and they all basically say the same thing in their own words, that they're going to uh, work through their differences, they're going to work with their partners tonight, uh, and then after tonight's over, they're going to focus on WrestleMania and uh, get through tonight uh, as partners and then fight each other uh, after that. Um, I don't know if we mentioned... Uh, I guess it happened before Royal Rumble, but Cena and Michaels are technically the tag team champions. Oh, yeah. Uh, Monday I mentioned Night that Raw, on that Raw I covered. During yeah. this point. Uh, yeah, just a reminder of that. So that's kind of one of the storylines. It's like, oh, they they must be better partners because they're tag team champions, even though right. they've been tag team champions for like two weeks. Three weeks, but yeah. <laughs> that's one of the other storylines going into this, too. Yeah, and again, terrible Crystal. She's so bad. She interviews him. But one thing they do mention when she interviews Batista, they show footage from when uh, Taker chokeslam Batista when you you covered that just a little while ago. And so, and again, old Corden, other side of the pillow, Batista just says, you know, I'm not intimidated by anyone, you know, and just, you know, they don't mention the payback thing, but that'll come into play later on. But and then, yeah, this this video, like the video package for the main event, it's it's just over two hours into the show. So you know this match is going to go on long or you're going to get a short show or here. But December to December. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily this main event is more stacked than that one was. But, um, and again, it's just highlights everything that we've already covered here. So, uh, yeah, DX music hits and one half the tag team champion, Shawn Michaels, comes out first. And, um, yeah, it was – I remember enjoying the DX stuff at the time, but it is weird – the DX technically is only has one member right now. <laughs> like it was just him. Like he's the only DX guy. I was like, you could probably just go back to your sexy boy music, honestly. But, um, should have had road dog coming out with him. Oh, or X-Pac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess they were all in TNA at that point. Uh, yeah. Voodoo Ken Mafia was probably still going on. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. X-Pac was 
doing quaaludes or something. He was. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering as I was watching this though, man. Uh, we said on the last episode it was supposed to be Triple H and Cena having a yeah. rematch at this WrestleMania. So I was wondering, had Triple H not got hurt? Do you think that would have been this match? Do you think they would have had the same main event for this No Way Out? Would it have been Triple H and Cena versus Batista and Undertaker? Or would they have gone with something different? Did they change the plans there? I mean, I don't know. May have gone with DX versus them. Just oh, him and him and Sean. Okay. Depends on what Sean was that. doing at Mania, though, you know? Yeah. But it would have been neat to have seen those two SDX tag teaming against these two guys. And then just put Cena with... No, I don't know, though. I don't know. I don't There's know. a lot of different things that could have been. I don't know what Sean would have done at that. Yeah, I don't know Mania what Sean... Yeah. Either. Maybe like a handicap against Rated RKO or Triple Threat with those guys or Yeah, something? probably. I don't know. Interesting but, um, to think I do about. remember reading the dirt sheets back there, the dirt sites, and I remember, you know, saying they had penciled in Shawn Michaels after Triple H got hurt. Right. But I remember being excited to get, I mean, I loved that Triple H and seeing the match from the year before, but I was really excited to get uh, Shawn here this oh, year. Yeah, so I'm, sure. I'm not glad that Triple H got hurt, but I'm glad that plans changed. So No, Shawn Michaels stepped in and delivered uh, everywhere he was asked to here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like always. <laughs> like always. <laughs> uh, except for in Saudi Arabia last year. But well, we'll get to that talk eventually. About that. <laughs> we'll have to talk about it one day. Um, John Cena's out next, the WWE champion. So there's your Raw tag team. Batista's out after that. And Undertaker, despite not being one of the two yeah. world champions in this match, gets the respect of getting to come out last here and make his big epic entrance. And it's another... Cool pay-per-view entrance with all the Undertaker fixings. Got the pyro, the smoke, all that. It's a big, gigantic, special pay-per-view set. Mm-hmm. And JBL on commentary as well. He puts over the respect that all these men have for Undertaker as he takes his time taking his robe off, taking his hat off in the ring. And he's looking real jacked, baby. He's looking oh, good. yeah. Looking tan. Got that February tan looking great, man. He's just ready to go and... Yeah, like you said, JBL, he just mentions that you got two current world champions and one former world champion, and they are, and he says these words, in awe mm-hmm. of The Undertaker as he enters, which, again, um, probably for a shoot and for you know just playing their characters up, too. But, sure. yeah, it's just great. But, like I said, Cole is just laying out here a lot, not saying anything. So JBL is doing his best, but he's trying to carry commentary by himself, which is hard when you're the heel. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to to carry it by yourself. Um, he tries, but he's no Joey Styles. No, exactly. That's weird to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he also puts over how Cena defeated him in this arena two years ago to become the champion, and how Batista became that champion on the same night there. So I, I always appreciate JB, JBL's like attention to detail and stuff like that. He does bring that to the table, which is nice. I agree. When he's not making stuff up, he uh, he's, he's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we will try to do some play-by-play here, but there is so much action. Yeah. Uh, we're going to miss some stuff and consolidate some stuff here, but we'll try to hit the highlights. Um, it's We get a stare down between all four of these guys, and man, I just noticed Undertaker just towering over these guys. Yeah, I know. It just stood out to me, and you don't think of any of these guys as small guys, but man, Undertaker is just, uh, just a giant among them. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Weird. It does look like that. And we're going to start with Cena and Batista, which is kind of neat. But And this one thing I want to note, it's just interesting. You know, I talked a long time ago about how 
typically in WWE, the the faces, the good guys, are on the side of the tag team of the ring that faces the hard cam. So you see them, you see the hot tag, and the heels, the bad guys, are on have their backs to the camera. Well, here, in my opinion, you'd have thought that since it's a SmackDown pay-per-view, uh, the good guys or the faces, Taker and Batista, would have been on the face side of the ring, but they weren't. They were on the heel side of the ring, which I thought was interesting, especially when you know that Taker's going to get that hot tag mm-hmm. eventually. Like, But I guess Cena was their golden boy right now, so that's why they had them on the, <clears throat> the baby face side. But it just, probably. again, it doesn't mean anything to anybody probably, but I just I focus on that kind of weird stuff. So I just wanted to note it here because if you've been keeping up with us for 126 episodes, you know that <laughs> that's something we mentioned. So. Anyway, no, for sure. It's an interesting uh, note on there and a little, you know, footnote asterisk on this match as Batista and Cena kick things off. uh, The two world champions go at each other and Batista shoves Cena into a corner, works him over and uh, hits Kennedy's finisher on (laughs) Cena, uh, the mic check or whatever. And then hits Goldberg's finisher on Cena in the first minute of this match. It's a jackhammer on Cena for a quick two count. Coming in hot. I know, man. He does. Comes in real hot. And then Cena works the corner and tags in Sean. Uh, again, we'll, we'll, we might miss a thing or two. Don't sue us here, but there's a lot going on here because you got four great guys here. But Chops, Batista, a lot of Chops in this match. A lot of mm-hmm. chops. It is a chop house, I would say. Mm. <laughs> it's a chop house. So, And we're not getting any sponsors from them. But it is a chop house. <laughs> yeah. Um, chops to Batista. Batista gets on top there. Hits a huge close on to Sean for two. And then Taker's going to get the tag. Not a hot tag, but he's going to get the tag in and come in the match to, to begin working over Sean. Yeah, just an early tag into The Undertaker. who He's going right after Shawn Michaels' arm. He works it over, heads up top, and gets an early old-school connection there uh, on Sean. Hits some soup bones in the corner and, you know, knocking everything off the bingo list. Old-school soup bones. Intimidates Charles Robinson out of the ring. <laughs> so, boom, 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 right there. Uh, Sean tries to fight back. He, he goes for the ten punches in the corner, but Undertaker shoves him off. Uh, then they go through pretty much the same motions again, and Taker boots Sean down this time and gets a two count on him. Dude, how refreshing was it to see Sean in there again with Taker? Just somebody that can go. <laughs> like, oh man, it was just it was like a breath of fresh air again, Absolutely. man, just to see Sean in there. Because when he's doing that ten punch in the corner and Taker pushes him off and he kind of runs back up and does that, like. It just it harkened back to their ninety seven, ninety like six stuff. Like it just ninety eight stuff. Like it just oh man, I was just taken back to those days and it was just so good. They have such a history together. I just loved it, man. They haven't Sorry. lost a beat. And no. <laughs> in fact they might be a little bit better than they exactly. were even ten years ago. Yeah. Shawn Michael's the only guy that can retire for four years and come back and be light years better than he was and he was already the best when he retired so nobody else can do that but sean but anyway taker tags batista in he works the arm at hbk as well scoop slam elbow by batista misses cena now tags in and now you can really hear the booze for cena when he made his entrance it was kind of still getting a lot of of cheers but now when he tags in it is just la hates this cena went hollywood he wasn't invited to hollywood back then like he is now so i'll just say that much but and taker tags in we got taker versus cena takers with a running knee in the corner covers for a two count goes for an old school but cena punches out of that and that draws massive heel heat to the los angeles crowd yep the there is 
There are three baby faces in this match and one here is John Cena. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Crowd exactly. likes everybody else here. Yeah. Um, but, man, I can't believe Undertaker hit that running knee to the corner. Man, that's usually no. uh, how we've seen the uh, the game change here uh, in his, a lot of his recent matches. That's a common spot we've seen. Uh, Cena goes up top for a superplex on Undertaker, but Undertaker headbutts him down. and Cena pops right back up and connects mm-hmm. with it this time. Uh, both guys sell there for a minute, and Undertaker does the sit-up. Uh, he nails Cena with a clothesline, but ends up missing a leg drop as uh, Shawn Michaels tags in. He hits that flying clothesline that he does so well <clears throat> and does a kip-up off of that. But he goes to ta- attack Undertaker. Undertaker goozles him and just lifts Shawn Michaels over his head and tosses him <laughs> straight down to the concrete, man. Dude, <laughs> you can't fake that, man. No, just gorilla press over the head and just throws him over the top rope, man. I was just like blown away watching that. Like, mm-hmm. there's no need for Shawn Michaels to have taken that bump breath in. Oh man, but uh, yeah, Batista drops HBK face first on the steps out there. Kind of a heelish move, honestly. Uh, Taker's on the outside, punches Shawn, rolls him back in. Uh, Cena breaks up the count and JBL side are like, people don't know who to cheer for here, which is his way of covering up the fact that they're booing (laughs) Cena. Bless his heart. He's trying. But again, it's JBL. He's just, he's basically by himself on commentary and Batista tags in and boots Sean in the face and then, uh, drill Sean in the corner. Lots of punching, boots in the corner and Taker's going to get in the ring. He actually crotches himself and then falls into the ring and ah, there it is yeah it, you knew it was coming so and then hbk is in there and chops him in the corner and then that's uh yeah so he's selling that that uh he fat he crushed himself in the corner yep uh deja vu there for the undertaker yep but, uh, taker is able to recover he hits a sidewalk slam on Shawn michaels for two uh tags back out to batista batista hits some uh, Jake the Snake style, short arm clotheslines on mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels for a two count. And then, man, Batista's busting out some interesting stuff because then he <laughs> goes into like a rear naked choke on, on Shawn Michaels to wear him down. Uh, it was uh, kind of fun to uh, watch him do that. Uh, they get back up to their feet and Shawn hits. Uh, it looks like Batista's going for the spine buster, but Shawn reverses it into a DDT, which was a nice little spot. Uh, both guys are down, and uh, we get our first hot tag here. Both guys are going for it, but Shawn Michaels gets to the corner first and tags into Cena, and he starts running wild on Batista. Hits that diving Famouser off the top rope, uh, but Undertaker breaks up a two count. Uh, Cena's still running wild. He knocks Taker out of the ring. Suplex on Batista. Five-knuckle shuffle. Uh, FU on Batista, but Undertaker ends up knocking him down. Yeah, he comes in, boots him, and then Sean comes in and throws Taker out, and Sean jumps off the apron. But of course, Taker's going to catch him, yeah. ram his back into the ring post. Classic. That's just cl- classic mix up for Shawn Michaels. And uh, Batista hits a scoop slam on Cena and goes for the Batista bomb, but Sean comes in and chop blocks Batista in the leg before he can hit it. So again, they're all kind of hitting these desperation heel moves on mm-hmm. each other. But again, the only one getting booed is John Cena. So um, Sean's going to tag in and chop Batista and kick him down. And Cena uh, actually gets a kick in behind the ref's back, again, doing a little more heelish stuff there. So 
And then Sean's going to stomp Batista's face and tag Cena in, who just, they're just flooded with booze at this point that Cena's tagging in. Yeah, he goes for a cover, but Batista kicks out again. Uh, Undertaker runs in and breaks up another pin attempt. Uh, Sean tags in now, and uh, he hits that Insiguri on, uh, on Batista for a two count. And then Batista fights out of a front face lock, uh, but Sean uh, makes the tag to Cena, and Cena keeps Batista in the ring with a sleeper hold, and they're doing a great job, great tag team formula here, uh, cutting the ring in half, Sean and Cena making frequent tags, wearing Batista down, uh, Cena gets Batista in a sleeper hold, uh, Batista fights out of it, but oh, he's stuck in the wrong corners on the wrong side of the ring, it's just the classic, classic tag team, yeah. yeah man, you don't see it anymore, but mm-hmm. these guys are doing it, and Guess what? It's effective. It works. It's a great mm-hmm. formula here. Uh, as Cena goes now to lock in the STFU on Batista, and you can really hear the crowd pulling for Batista and Undertaker here at this point. They're starting. Uh, you see Undertaker going crazy trying to get that tag on the outside. Oh yeah, and at some point in all that, Batista got busted open. Like I don't know yeah, how like he did. Just, yeah, it's not like it's not like pouring blood, but just you know he's. Somehow got busted open there, but yeah, Batista powers out of the STFU and or he's trying to. Taker finally comes in and kicks Cena off, and Sean tags in and goes for the diving elbow drop and hits it, and then he does the old suck it chant and goes to tune up the band, goes to hit a sweet chin music, but Batista ducks and hits a black hole slam. So he's just pulling everybody's <laughs> finishers out, dude. Man. He doesn't care what company you're in, man. Man he's, of a thousand holds, Batista. Exactly. Who uh, well, Abyss works backstage for the company for WWE now too, so it's weird, but. Anyway, Cena tags in, Taker tags in, and Taker is a house of fire. Coming in there, takes both of his opponents out, snake eyes to Shawn Michaels, boot to Shawn Michaels, diving shoulder block slash clothesline to Cena. It doesn't really hit the way it's supposed to, but it's because Cena's clumsy, but it's okay. And uh, runs between the corners, kind of stinger splashing both guys, just going absolutely bananas and this la crowd is lit up for taker man oh it's the best man great <laughs> yeah. reaction perfectly done by undertaker he gets cena and hbk both goozled but he tosses hbk over to batista so love batista that Batista hits a spine buster on him yeah man his tag team partners they're rolling they're working together going great taker hits his move hits a choke slam on cena and then betrayal out of nowhere Batista turns around and gives a spine buster to the Undertaker. The crowd boos him. He walks out of the ring and just sits back and watches as Undertaker eats a sweet chin music into the FU from John Cena for the combo and for the pin for the Raw guys to go over and get the win in 22 minutes and 9 seconds. It went by fast. It didn't even feel like yeah. 22 minutes. Uh, but yeah, Batista makes good on his promise, dude, that he's going to get the Undertaker back. Yeah, exactly. And you know, JBL reminds us that. You know, Batista said, He told Undertaker someday, somewhere, payback's a bitch. He waited for his opportunity. And he did it right here in the middle of Los Angeles in front of a sold-out crowd. I told you the road to WrestleMania was about to have a car crash. Batista has sent a message, has sent word to The Undertaker. I said you shouldn't piss him off. That is exactly what Batista did. In Batista's mind, 14-0, bring it. And um, the crowd is just booing Batista as he holds this title up over Taker. So 
at Spinebuster, and then he hit it. What you got? Uh, Sweet Chin Music and an FU, right? All those three in a row. So he's out. Taker is laying down in the ring, and um, yeah, it just. I, I wish there was some stakes. Like I wish that. I wish that it was like I said earlier. Like the winner, winning team gets to man in that slot because that would even put more heat on Batista that he didn't even care. So, like he he's already the champs, but he's going to deny Taker the main event spot, you know. And then yeah, you know, I'm an armchair quarterback in here, but I'm just saying like that little thing would have been even more heelish for him to have done, you know. So, but what am I to say? But Taker sits up in the ring and does a quick head turn and look at like Batista and they lock eyes as we go off the air. But um, yeah, about a 22 minute match, like you said, and it was just it didn't feel that long, man. It really went by fast, and I recommend this match. Dude, this match was a lot of fun. Uh, Again, never having seen it before, I Mm -hmm. enjoyed getting to go back and watch it. Uh, One of my favorites that we've done here, honestly, in the past few weeks and of this era. Uh, And, yeah, it sucks that it had no stakes. That, like, if this had been a Saturday night's main event, man, on the road Mm -hmm. to WrestleMania, would have been awesome. Uh, It's perfect for that. It it does a nice job of getting this Batista Undertaker storyline uh, over, um, mm-hmm. kind of almost feels like a Batista heel turn there in the moment. Although yeah, it's not it does. Gonna quite be like that. Um, right. It's really well done, well played out. They teased it for a few weeks, very subtle, and then uh, you know the, it's not overdone. Uh, so really well yeah. done. But you're just not paying thirty five dollars for it back in the no. day, and that's why I don't think anybody talks about this match. Um, Make make it for one of the tag team titles for one of these brands. Do something with it. Yeah. Make it for future draft picks. I don't know. It's just yeah. It's hard to justify any type of pay per view where there's no world title match and just no stakes on the line. Uh, we've said that before about a lot of these B shows. Um, I hate it. Uh, but yeah, it is. It was what it was. Um, it was still a good match. And here, thirteen years later, you can just enjoy it for being a good match. So uh, I think we both sure. recommend it for that. Oh yeah, without question. I definitely recommend it. It's fun to watch and it's fun in a bubble just to like kind of see it and knowing, you know, that it's just it's just a fun house show match, honestly too. Yeah. It doesn't it do too much. But you know, like I said, if there were some stakes, they could have I got a sponsor from the Chop House, maybe had some stakes. Would have been nice. That'd be, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll take some stakes from the Chop House. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Cheap plug. <laughs> yeah. Constable Corbin looks like he works there. <laughs> Well, you know, of course, this is a one-of-a-kind match. That is the, that is the great sure. thing about it. You'll never see a match mm-hmm. like this again. Uh, certainly couldn't possibly be talking about a match like this next week as we keep rolling, rolling, rolling <laughs> through The Undertaker's Last Ride. As we get to uh, one, I know we've been waiting for. I know a lot of you oh, listeners yeah. out here, they're creatures of the night. You guys have been waiting for this one. We are excited to finally talk about WrestleMania 23, one of the biggest and best matches of the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak as he goes one-on-one with Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship. So we will be talking about that next week. We'll hit all the build-up, give our analysis and review of that one, see how it holds up 13 years later. So, before we get there, we'd love to hear your feedback on that match, on this match that we just covered. You know where to find us, at Talking Taker on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And man, we got so much feedback from our Royal Rumble episode last week. Yeah. Uh, so I want to be sure to give some shout-outs to that here. Uh, yeah, I felt like it was one of our most um, like 
we got more feedback on it than we have in a lot of the more recent ones just because you know our fans are taker fans and that's the one he won so it was just a lot of people had good memories about that especially especially one of our our friends the golden gopher himself exactly <laughs> uh let's see yeah Ooh, i think i just read online today that brock lesnar is named an honorary coach for like uh, they had some like a, a Brock party at Minnesota for the wrestling team or something. He's like an honorary coach for them or something. So, there you go, dude. if that means he's going to come with the money in the bank briefcase and do that like break dancing again, I'm all for it. <laughs> so, that was the best thing that happened last year. <laughs> Brock break dancing. Well, uh, our buddy Keegan Dimitrijevich, uh, I'll never say your name right, but I'll always read your <laughs> tweets here on the show, man. Uh, he said this was the greatest Royal Rumble match of all time, the F7 one. Um, ah, the finish was the greatest. Greatest ending, I think yeah. We uh, we were a little surprised that the match was a little slow, but the finish was the absolute best. Uh, at uh, Princeton, John said that ending with Taker and Michaels was so much fun to watch. Uh, watch along wrestling said the start of an incredible three plus year story, which you talked about on the show last week, Travis. Uh, you had this incredible finish where either man could have won. Uh, they both had title matches at Mania 23. You had both these guys starting the Royal Rumble in 2008. So we'll get to that mm-hmm. one in a little bit. And then they finally have their long-awaited Mania match in 2009. And, of course, continue on to 2010. Um, at Isaac Stevens, 419, said this was the match in the year that really started the Undertaker's five-star match catalog, which uh, I think is definitely true. And uh, we'll talk about some more of these great matches here in the weeks to come. At Joe Mama 619, uh, Jordan said he was at the Rumble that year, Travis. Go! Uh, only Rumble he's been to, and he was pissed when Undertaker came out at number 30 because no one wins the Rumble from the 30 spot, obviously. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> but then it went on to be the greatest finish in Rumble history, and then Jordan said he went on to go to WrestleMania that year. Man, that's Dang. a heck of a year right there, buddy. Shoot, must have been that tax refund money, dude. <laughs> January and March. <laughs> Getting to go to both, though. That's awesome. Dude, I, Royal Rumble, that is like the last thing on my wrestling bucket list that I, I've never been able to see live. You know, we've been yeah, we didn't get to go to that one in Atlanta. No, Raws, Nitros, Thunders, Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber. We've seen it all, but never been to a Rumble before. So that's, that's still, we got to mark that off someday. Absolutely. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, Randy Turco, you know, we usually shout him out on here. He's usually got some great comments. This might have been the best feedback, the best comment, the best story we've gotten from Pokey's Little Dog in all these years of doing this podcast. Oh, and real quick, thanks to Jeremy Bagley for that wonderful meme that he put up, too, about uh, the sweet ear music from last week, too. So, yeah, so I want to I want to finish it off with oh, Randy absolutely. here. So. I wanted to shout out Rand, uh, Jeremy as, as well. So, Buff yeah. Bagley said uh, exactly. he really enjoyed the episode, and uh, that's our that's our number one guy out there, Buff Bagley. He's got the uh, exactly. He's got pulled our punt card all those uh, weeks ago, and he said he might be going to meet Undertaker again. So might have Ooh. two pictures in the Taker Easy shirt. So man, excellent. That would be incredible. But uh, Randy had the story of the week this week. I'll read it out here. Said. Uh, wrestling may be predetermined, but I wanted The Undertaker to win the Royal Rumble for years. It means the office is behind you. It has confidence in you. And he said he was floored that Undertaker was never given that honor before. He looked at the announced roster online for this Rumble, and 
thought, you know, if he can clear HBK and rated RKO, this could finally be it. He said uh, he remembered the Royal Rumble was also a childhood favorite of a female friend of his. So he asked her if she wanted to go to the local B-dubs for burgers and the big screen. Mm. Buffalo <laughs> Wild <B-dubs>. Wings. <laughs> uh, and uh, he made a big deal out of this not being a date, which, you know, as we all know, very important. Oh, yes. Yeah. Not a date. Just friends. Just friends. Just opposite sex friends going to eat. Somewhere, yep. yeah, not a date. It's something I did with my wife before we started dating. We had a couple things that were not dates, not just friends hanging out. Um, well, of course, fast forward, Undertaker ends up having the best final two ever with HBK. And when he finally won, Randy said he was ecstatic. He started running around B dubs, high fiving people <laughs> at other tables. <laughs> and he said his uh, date friend was absolutely mortified. <laughs> Uh, and you would think, Randy says, marking out in public would be considered uncool, but that female friend ended up being at, at Deanna underscore Turco, and seven years later, they ended up being married. Booyah! Boom! Unbelievable, <laughs> man. The 07 rumble leads to wedding bells for Randy and Deanna. Oh, what else can that's... you say? And we've put over jokingly that Taker has created a lot of things in real life like the Tesla car and I don't know he's been responsible for all kinds of I've forgotten more than I can even remember the stuff that he's been responsible for but The Undertaker is actually responsible for love blossoming in the Minnesota winds it doesn't get any better than that yeah it doesn't get any better so thank you Randy Turco for sharing that thank you for your lovely wife sticking with you through all your markdom She's a Taker fan as well. This is the oh, yeah. greatest. This is the best story we've ever had here. She responded as Taker. well. I got to read her her feedback oh, to that story. Oh. She said, uh, I was told several times that it was not a date, even though he picked <laughs> me up, drove us there, and paid for my meal. We've Randy. all been there, Randy. We've all been yeah, there. Yeah, we've all been there, bro. But after Dan Taker won, Randy was basically leading a conga line through B-dubs. <laughs> And at that point, she said, I was probably fine with it not being a date. <laughs> and yet, love blooms, man. You there can't... you go. Oh, man. You can't put out that candle. It's, it's blossoming there in the heart. You just can't put out that flame of love. Nothing you can do. It's meant oh, to be. man. That's insane. That's the craziest story. It's so crazy, man. I love that. And I love that he didn't like spill those beans 124 episodes ago or 25. Like he, very pertinent that he 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 lavished that on us last week. So I love it. Thank you for sharing that. That's fantastic. Any other lovebirds out there have the Undertaker <laughs> responsible for your love and your marriage? Uh, please let us know. Yeah, please, good heavens, please. We would love to share those stories. Did not ever expect that when we started no. this podcast. <laughs> no, that's the joy of it, man. That's the <laughs> best part of doing this. Even more so than just talking about wrestling is, is hearing all these stories and interacting with all you guys. So please keep it coming as we keep going through this. Uh, subscribe to the show. Uh, give us more and more of these personal stories. We love hearing yeah. that. And that's why the Undertaker's so great, man. He brings people together. So uh, we'll keep going. And man, I should have ended with that, but I, I did want to do one last thing here before we wrap it up, Travis. We haven't recorded, really, um, 
uh, we recorded a couple episodes early, but we haven't done anything since we exchanged Christmas presents. And man, you came through with a beautiful Christmas present for me. And I, I should have waited to unbox the whole thing on the show. I, I thought about that after I opened it. I, like, I should have done that. But uh, you and your wife, Jenny, got me uh, a just gorgeous Undertaker necklace pendant, <laughs> the old uh, yeah, well, XT that... symbol that I got around my <laughs> yeah. neck right now. That's actually a surprise for my wife. She ordered me one as well, and it was in my stocking <laughs> at the bottom. So, uh, yeah, you and I, surprise to both of us, Matching we got that. Matching necklaces, so. yep. Matching necklaces. And then yeah. she got me a one-of-one one custom Talking Taker shirt with the Hearst logo on there that you've got. And then, I guess, uh, Jeremy Bagley. Bagley has, has one, one, yeah. As well. Um, but yours is unique. It's purple with black, uh, the black... Uh, symbols on it so yeah yours is a one of a kind man you're the only one that has it so. so i greatly appreciate that i'm wearing that right now i'll throw pictures of all this on our instagram uh and then last but not least um i guess i was mean to you or something because you <laughs> threw a lump of coal into this <laughs> box that you mailed me but uh, i've mentioned on here um big wrestling figure fan i love the major brothers wrestling figure podcast listen every week and I've been slowly, because uh, I don't have too much expendable income, but slowly rebuilding a Undertaker opponent figure collection here in my office. Uh, I've got a lot of the ones from childhood, but I've been slowly acquiring some other ones. I went to the Wrestling Universe store in New York uh, and got one there. So you contributed to that, Travis, and I thought I'd do a, a live unboxing here uh, to close the podcast out of this new edition to my collection, Travis. Um, man, uh, what a guy here. This is <laughs> Ring Rage Ruthless Aggression Series 15 and a half of one of 15 our... and a half. <laughs> Not 15, 15 and a half. <laughs> the uh, Poet Laureate of our podcast, Heidenreich. Mm. Fresh, mint on card, Heidenreich. Yeah, in the box, dude. Found it. Yeah, and truth be told, like I mentioned to you earlier, I was trying to find the Luther Reigns. So I was like, I got to get this. But it was, dude, he is a collector's item. He, I think I could only find him in a two-pack with Angle and uh, some special current Angle. So it was like a hot seller. I don't have any expendable cash to spend on that. So, yeah, I went with the next worst thing, which is John Heidenreich. So, you um, can pay Luther Reigns to come to your house for less than that figure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stand but, in um, your figure room. Dude, if you're going to collect his you know his opponents you gotta gotta catch them all man yeah it's like pokemon yeah you gotta catch them all you don't have to be mint on card or anything i'll get a i'll get some of the flea market or something but uh, i mean i had to get you hiding right because i mean that's just you you had you you gotta have him he had like 41 matches with taker on pay-per-views oh my god well (laughs) i'm just looking at the back of this some of the other guys in this set yeah Uh, this ruthless aggression set is hot garbage dude you got (laughs) Carlito, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, yeah, that's terrible. Mark Jindrak, uh, Oops. Christian, and some red sparkly like tearaway pants. The coach, Jonathan Coach. Golly, is he wearing gear. capris? He's wearing cargo shorts. Oh, man. Snitsky. <laughs> and then uh, the man who just returned to Monday Night Raw this week, the big show in... I don't know if Just Delph have ever seen him underwear. In this gear. Yeah, and bald and in diaper. Um, which and is no. Bizarre. I don't is that the Akibono one? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that looks terrible. 
Uh, you also got Adrenaline Series 14 with uh, William Regal, Tajiri, Eddie Guerrero, Booker T, and then Hassan and Davari, which I guess I have to get. <laughs> you got to get those two. <sighs> two. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm going to let him breathe right here. All right. Oh, man. Can you, can you smell the German? I do. <laughs> smell like fresh. Comes like with ma- a Rich mahogany. Because <laughs> he's got to give his poetry. This guy, what else is he going to come with? Yeah. I'll tell you oh, what, man. Dude, that looks it's a that's good looking figure. It is a good figure. Yeah. It is a crappy character, but he is a good figure. He's got all his tattoos. Yeah. The, uh, it says the real scan technology. So, man, it, it does. It's a great likeness of a, of a horrible, horrible man. But Sure, man. Perfect looks addition excellent. to my collection. Bright red tights. Not a lot of not a lot of detail to do on Heinrich, but they do got all no. his tattoos on there. And uh, Yeah, man. Not a bad figure, all things considered. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, thankful yeah. to add this to my collection, Travis. Merry Christmas! That was sir. yes, Merry Christmas, and thank you for your gift to me again. I'll spill those beans too. It was it's the uh, Mayor Kane book. So, having got a chance to dig into it, it's an not only is it Mayor Kane book, it is autographed by Glenn Kane Jacobs mm. at the front. So, I appreciate that. I don't know if you drove to his house in Knoxville or whatever. If you did, you should have just come another 90 minutes up to my house but anyway (laughs) but uh, anyway i appreciate it it's kind of forward by the undertaker so once i can am able to dive into it i will give a brief recap of it i don't want to i don't want to share all of his stories i want to encourage you guys to get this the the book as well but i'm sure taker is i'll give a book report i'm sure taker is all in it though so i'm excited to give a, a book report here on talking taker about that so thank you for that looking forward to it you're welcome man merry christmas to you and uh of course, Kane going to be on Stone Cold's Broken Skull Sessions this week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we will watch that and try to give you guys a report on that as well. But we encourage you guys to watch it. As, like you said, I'm sure there will be quite a bit of Taker talk on that episode uh, of that as well. And it will surely be quite entertaining. But, uh, man, until then, we're going to hit you up with WrestleMania next week. So go out and rewatch that, folks, if you haven't already. And, and join us for that podcast next Friday. Absolutely, and uh, if you were there at the Staples Center on February 18th or 7th for No Way Out, let us know what you thought. Um, again, if love blossomed because of Taker, we got we got to hear these stories. This is incredible. So, Please. but yeah, let us know what you thought if you were there. Uh, were you one of the ones booing for Cena at every single turn of the match that he did? What'd you think about Batista turning kind of kind of having a heel heel moment there against Taker? So, and. Um, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I will leave you with two words, not the ones that Shawn Michaels said during this match, but our two famous words here. And that's, uh, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Talk and taker. That's not true. It's <laughs> taker <sorry>. easy. <laughs> you botched it. <laughs> no, that's on purpose. Okay. Taker easy. <laughs> Why on earth, if you were the Miz, would you go around bragging that you took the Undertaker the distance? He had some help from Mr. Kennedy, remember? Look at his hairdo, Michael. How do you explain anything The Miz does?